Necronomicon awaits. A ritual must be performed. Seems fairly obvious. Batu! Marada! I told you I would find you. Noni! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bump, bump, bumping night. It's showtime. What's your name? What? What is your name? We are men of misfortune. What is going on, misfortunate listeners? I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I am your co-host, Riley Wallen, and to the left of me, I have... The brain and dipshit, Jake. Today, we have a special guest with us, Mutilated by Zombies. We are blessed to have Josh, Jason, and our boy Greg in the studio with us. Uh, so, what is going on, guys? Not a lot, man. How you guys doing? Oh, Good not sad. too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just, uh, just talk about yourself a little bit? Yeah, uh, we're a band. We've been around for going on 13 years now. Uh, Debut-based. It's a brutal death metal, old school, with a little new school. You're there. Hell yeah. So, uh, got some new stuff coming up here. Do you guys have future? Do you guys have a release date on that album yet? Um, we don't have a exact date. Um, it's kind of projected to be like not until spring or summer of 2023 unfortunately oh that's a so long a fucking time we'll just need some stars to align for it yeah it'll come along so how's the whole creative process going with that are you, do you have pretty much everything done or is it just like doing vocals still, and stuff? as far as being recorded and everything it's just on to the the mix and the mastering process mm. okay distro there's so much more to it than just the the music side of it i wish it were that yeah. easy but you know <laughs> Oh yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel you there, man. I I think my band's album has almost been done for about over a year now, and we're still waiting on like our final mixes to come back, and we haven't even like begun to decide where we're gonna master it or anything, and then distribution and all that shit. So I mean, probably like next year is what we're looking at now. <laughs> so um, when what what got you guys into this style of music? I mean, what initially brought the band together what was the whole driving factor with the entire mutilated with zombies or mutilated by zombies well well it kind of yeah it kind of started off um me and um one of my good friends eric demers we were we just wanted to start we were listening to a lot of like 90s death metal late 80s early 90s death metal and we were, were like let's just try something out you know so we we got like a drum machine and then um he played guitar, I played guitar. We kind of did trade-off vocals. We enlisted Jason for bass. And um, then the search for the drummer was on, you know, and <laughs> we kind of, we didn't play a live show until after we, we finally got in touch with Greg and he, he, he was already playing thrash metal. So the death metal came pretty easy for him. And yeah, at the time I was playing with a band called uh, Bird the Ailment and they were like <laughs> high school buddies of mine and was messing around with them. And then, they kind of took a hiatus, and so I was in sort of drummer, like, band limbo, and uh, I was jamming with a few other different people, and then, uh, yeah, and then Josh hit me up, and we met up down uh, down in the Sadeville area there, and then I took him out to my parents' place that I was at at the time. Jesus, so many years. Yeah. We sat up in the garage, and we were just, we just like, fucking uh, blast beating away. We, it seemed to... We seem to gel right away with playing with each other. So yeah, it's been ever since. Had a bunch of songs ready to go already, and I just kind of went to town on it, and they were digging what I was putting down. So 
chemistry is one of the hardest parts about finding like members when it comes to a band also coming up with the name i mean how did you guys come up with mutilated by zombies it's a fucking brutal fucking name so that's another one so the guy the guy who i had mentioned earlier who i started the band with with the idea of the band with um obviously he's no longer with us but um he he actually coined the name and we were were talking about it and we were trying to think we're like everything's already taken and you know i think that he was i think he was just going to be like look what what could be the most absurd thing that'll stick out like as it sounds you know kind of dumb you know <laughs> like let's just make it ridiculous and blast people so he said it and we we started rolling with it and then the years went on you know and we just kept it going and whatnot he's always come up with killer names and shit he actually just put out some stuff for his own music which is called sulfur and rot and i will have to say i think that name's pretty badass too so <laughs> oh fuck yeah that oh, is pretty yeah. brutal i like that uh so, um, Greg was telling us whenever, okay, uh, when we met Greg, Greg was at Jake's wedding and we got fucking annihilated with him. Hell yeah, we <laughs> did. That, that was a good time. That was a great and time. he was telling me that you guys worked with, uh, Cameron, uh, Big Chocolate. So what was that like? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cameron's a good guy. You know, uh, we were down at Flat Black Studios for Scripts of Anguish and, uh, recording the drums we had booked four days for drums and uh ended up finishing it in two and then josh you ended up doing a bunch of vocals down there yeah we did the whole i did the whole the whole album vocals down there but yep. yeah he came down i mean i think you know he came just for that for the record um our friend steve had actually managed him or something in the past so he was friends with him and um yeah we just you know he kind of linked us up and he flew out here and he stayed, you know, for a week or so. Yeah. It was pretty cool. We, we were lucky enough to get him on track too. Yeah. I, yeah, I t- yeah. He didn't want to do it at first, but I got him to do guest vocals. On, man. This figuring the guys, nice, man, nice. he has got some fucking yeah. brutal fucking uh, vocals, man. Dude, like 2012, 2013, when he, uh, disfiguring got the goddess dropped those two albums back to back. Those were both my fucking albums for that summer. Like I could yeah. not oh, stop yeah. fucking listening to them. Josh and I, Josh and I actually used to like in the early days of YouTube when he was getting going. Like we found him on YouTube. I'm like, dude, holy shit! Yeah, it was. I declare mm-hmm. goddess. You I guys de- know yeah, yeah. Yes, them dude. and uh, I declare wars vocalists. Their collab. Man, this guy's cool, you know. Yeah. So. I thought yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was kind of surreal, you know, hanging out with them. It was like, oh man, but it was a lot of fun. I I went and saw Metallica with them too. Like after we recorded, we went and saw Metallica at Soldier Field. Oh, nice. that's fucking that's what's up. hell yeah! Whole ass yeah, fucking day with them. That's what's up. It was just a, it was a good time. I remember, uh, I think it was like 2012 or 2013. Me and Tyler and I went to Warp Tour, and he was actually playing as Big Chocolate that year. Oh yeah! And I randomly like walked up to his tent and just saw this little guy wearing like a flat bill and sunglasses, and just like, "Hey, what's up, man?" I'm like, "I uh, just want to like check out some stuff," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Big Chocolate." I'm like, "Oh shit, dude, can I get a picture?" Like and everything, like like starstruck for a second, and. I remember I came back home and told one of my buddies who was really like a big fan of like his techno music and he just kind of flipped yeah, the fuck out on me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so being a three piece band, it uh, it's incredible that you guys have been able to find a way to just sound so full. Um, 
what type of difficulties do you come across being a three-piece band and then trying to find every way to sound and, you know, just develop that full group sound? Well, many, many difficulties. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, not having that sort of secondary guitar part is uh, definitely a challenge for writing around. Um, yeah. You know, we kind of have to pick and choose our battles a little bit. Some things that sound really great for like a an album sort of deal. Sometimes we have to sacrifice on that end or otherwise if it's, oh, we can't do that. It sounds way too cool. We got to leave it. And then we kind of got to, you know, do a juggling act to figure out how we're going to do it live. Yeah. Right, so right. for example, like guitars, you know, guitar stuff, there might be a lead guitar part, but without the other, you know, the what should be the second guitar, which is on the album without that live, it could sound hollow. So we might not play, you know, we right. might choose not to play something that might compromise the music like that. But, you know, the other side of it is, you know, having a bass player like Jason, oh. he can you know, supplement so many things. And, you know, I don't know. So <laughs> it does work. stuff, you know. It's, it's kind of part of what made us the way that we are was being able to, you know, without having that second, like, guitar player, whether it would have been a leader of the rhythm, you know, as we kind of had to figure out how we can mesh everything together. And I think that helped us kind a lot of, of split parts evolve into our own kind of sound, you know, and style, how we work out songs and write songs and compose. Oh, for sure, man. A lot of other bands, I mean, big death metal bands like dying fetus have been able to pull that off in the past. So, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, so, like, yeah. They, I mean, I, I've seen them live. I think one time, yeah. And they, I mean, they sounded just as good as they did on the album. So, fuck. That's remarkable. Yeah, those guys are just great. Oh yeah, so for sure. So I saw uh, a playthrough video that Jason posted a couple weeks ago, I think, or something, a couple days ago. I, I'm not sure how yeah, long. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to show Riley uh, the other night. How long have you guys been fucking playing? Because I just watching you is that was insane. Like, like our individ like individually, like our instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. I think I picked up a bass for the first time when I was like eighteen, thirty four now. Jesus. So it's been quite a while. I mean, yeah, a lot of practice. And I'll still be the first person to tell you I'm not worth shit. <laughs> go fuck, go fuck yourself, <laughs> sir. You were fantastic. <laughs> you know that's the thing, though. There's always there's always progress. Oh yeah, always practicing, man. Yeah, geez, I started uh, playing percussion when I was nine. You know, so it's been twenty-one years, twenty-two now, coming up on. So yeah, for, it seems like forever, and you know, obviously, is basically a lifetime ago. But yeah, still so much to learn. There always is. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, man. Um, I started playing guitar. I think when I was like eleven, I got my first guitar, but I didn't really take it too serious you know until my teens like maybe 14 and then i i used to play in a band called strict nine so we were really busy for a lot of years and i was just doing that forever and it was kind of after that period right before we or right around when we formed mutilated and that is when i really started to learn my instrument like i mean i could always dick around in that but i've learned so much even just in the past 10 years more than i did in the whole 20 plus i've been playing so 
So did uh, I got a question for all of you guys actually really quick? Because um, I've, as a musician, I've personally dealt with this myself. Did you guys ever have a moment that was kind of like your tipping point? Like you know, you spent like so long at only being able to play at a certain ability, and then one day, like you just kind of, like I don't know, descended into where you felt like you were good. Like you felt like you were picking up all the techniques and stuff like that. I mean. I feel like it's kind of a constant up and down yeah. for me all yeah. the time. To where I'll get comfortable to a point where I'm like, you know, yeah, I can pull a lot of this cool shit off. And then I'm like, I want to learn, you know, me being a pick style player, I also try to incorporate, you know, especially with like taps and stuff like that. Like hybrid picking, I try, I want to try to incorporate that. That stuff's not easy. It's just, I get so frustrated and then I just want to stop. <laughs> no, I, I hear you, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm putting everything down. I'll just go sit in the corner. And yeah, it's myself. important to make sure that, you know, you take a break when you need it because it's really easy to get burnt out, you know, if, especially if you're struggling with something. Sometimes you just need that breather and then come back into it and then it'll just be like, oh, well, what was I struggling with this for, you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just so, thinking about it too much. So do you guys, when you go on yeah. show, do you guys still you get nervous at all? Head, yeah, for sure. And my take on that, as as far as like a band, a whole band as a whole, I guess I, you know, sometimes would be the leady stuff would be like, you know, I mean, these one time Greg wrote a song that we'd released on an EP, and it was just insane and had these crazy leads, and I could not, you know what I mean, I couldn't uh, replicate it live, so stuff like I think that I reached my threshold, but since then we. We've kind of done some similar stuff too, so it's going back up. You know, it is like Jason said; yeah. it's an up and down kind of thing. Right, right. Go ahead, Jake. So, see, after seeing you guys live, like it was fan fucking tastic. Do you guys still get nervous at all before shows? Oh, every time. <laughs> How do you guys like get over that like nervous state? Like you just put in your head state, like we're. I know we fucking yeah. sound like we're fucking just good shit. Start to get used to that feeling, you know, as uh, at least for me, I don't know yeah, about these guys, but you know, it's like, uh, well, you, you kind of get those butterflies going again and it's like, <laughs> Oh shit, you know? And then, uh, you just kind of ride the wave of that. And it's basically the whole show is like, that. Oh, no shit. <laughs> it's like two different stages for me. It's like the three, Free going on stage, and then like that that point where you're on stage and you're just ready to either get like your first sample, your first note, like that's the completely different. Oh, really? Once, yeah, once, <laughs> once that hits, you're set. Uh, so, so to tie in my or to tie in with Jake's question, uh, you hear a lot of like freak out moments with bands, you know, uh, you know, five finger death punch. I don't even want to fucking talk about them, but you know, you, you hear like, you see like the lead vocalist, like freaking the fuck out and grabbing drumsticks. Have you ever had like a, a terrible moment on stage where you wanted to freak out? Like nothing was going right. You were missing a fuck ton of notes, like just moments where you like, you thought you couldn't take any more fucking bullshit. And it was almost the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, between, between i'm sure between for all of us like i've broken strings on stage yeah and just been fucking livid yeah but it's more like you just gotta roll with the punches yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. i mean that's like you're gonna have you know, bad shows it's gonna happen you know mm -hmm. the technical malfunctions it, it's just gonna happen and we hit the show the show that you guys were at you broke a string and yelled fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first or something yeah. that, was that, was that was it so let's see. It, but yeah, all the time. I just said that, and I really did that in real life. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we've had the pop.
power go out during our sets. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. You always you know? joke about the, you know, the, the unplugged set at that point. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Yeah. It's like, all right. I'm so if there's been breaking points, sure, but yeah, it's something you got to hold. Yeah. I guess. Trudge through it. Yep. So right. what was, what was your worst like moment? What was your worst? Like, fuck this. I, I, oh, man. I'd say disaster house. Oh, <laughs> are you guys familiar with the disaster house no. never heard of it no it certainly doesn't it was shows in the basement it was i mean dude it was straight up the way that i always explain it is it's like slc punk okay gotcha yeah, you walk in and there's kids literally skateboarding in the living rooms, doing ball rides yeah. and shit. Nice, there's, nice. There's people, you know, drinking, smoking. You go down into this so cave. DVDs, yeah, you go down to this cave, <laughs> cave basement and then we're... They put us, you know, as the big headliner, and we ended up playing at, like, 2.30 in the morning. Oh, shit. All pissed off. I, I got drunk, and I was pissed. Oh, yeah, we got there early, and the, we were just fed up with it. Then the power went out. That's another, that's another one, the power went out. <laughs> that would be the ultimate, ultimate for me, anyways. I, I'm sure these guys might even yes. agree. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to handle that or like be able to like deal with that. I, I am, I completely understand. We've had, we've had episodes. I mean, like you guys have said, like not every show is going to be great. I mean, we, we do shows weekly. I mean, every week we're doing something, you know, we're always trying to keep up and shit. Uh, and, and we, we've, we fucking we fucked the dog so many times on this show, dude. I mean, it's been so fucking bad. <laughs> Way more than I want to count. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's rough. Uh, we've we've talked about it before, but we had this episode called Episode Zero, and it was like the first time fucking we were like disaster. really trying to fucking get everything going, and we got too fucked up, and we well we recorded and then we got fucked up, and the studio owner came out to us and she was like, hey, you guys got to get back in there. I'm like, I'm fucking drunk. Like, what do you want from me right now? <laughs> We got to do this because we need it for the radio station. Get your fucking asses back in there. So we did it, and it was like the worst fucking thing I've ever been a part of. I mean, it was like a fucking <laughs> the entire fucking time. Back to like the worst shows and stuff like that. I forgot about Jigger Fest. Oh, man. We played what? a show on yours. Uh, it was in what, like the outskirts of Galena? Yeah. I think it was like. It was right on the river. It was, it was basically like down at the bottom of like Chestnut Mountains, like the bottom of the hill of Chestnut. It was right along like the river there. It was nighttime. It was a friend of ours' birthday party or something. And yeah. the only lights that they had for the stage, which was just the fucking grass on the floor in front of the ground, <laughs> in there. Um, they had these lights that were just on the ground and kind of tilted up at us. And they just attracted so many gnats and bugs. Like, we got annihilated by little chiggers. <laughs> yeah, we oh, all got chiggers. I got a butt in. Um, that was actually Dredge we played with. Yeah, it was Dredge. Yeah, it was. And um, we also have a show coming up with yeah, Dredge. At Monks. So when when is that gonna be? When when, it, when is that gonna be the the show at Dredge? Because I want this dude to see you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be sick. We haven't played with Dredge for God ever. Years. 
years. You guys, do you guys know what date that's going to be? August, August 6th. August 6th. Oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'll fucking be there, man. Be I will board. be there. Yes, sir. You better call in, Tyler. Dredd made a vague post about it, but I imagine there's going to be um, like an event page and all that coming probably yeah. probably this week. So we'll we'll spread it around for sure. For oh, sure. Right Just, on, yeah, man. send it to us, man. We'll promote the fuck out of it, man. We so so speaking, of, uh, speaking of monks, when I saw you guys there, there was crowd surfers there. I've never fucking seen it at a local bar in Dubuque. What is like the most quote unquote craziest or memorable thing you guys done it or seen at a show? Oh man, well, uh, the lift. Um, I think he played with Exorcist and um, that guy climbed the it was, it was the Schneider. ceiling. It was yeah, Schneider, Schneider climbed the Riff. Riff. Oh, your fucking brother in law. My brother in law. <laughs> that was that was pretty sweet. But uh, one of my, one of our um, good friends, um, Zach, um, did a backflip once off yeah. of a fucking... That was a strict night show. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I think it was a mutilated. That, no, that was a strict night show. Oh, never mind. Uh, that was a strict <laughs> night show. backflip off the stage with the crowd. That was there was, uh, there's been some crazy stuff. That was um, my first Monk's last time when we had that microphone punch me in the mouth. Yeah. Nice, nice. I mean, outside of just the show, you know, there's shit that happens, you know, with just out, like out back or wherever you're driving home or something. Like this poor fella's fucking broken his hand and shit. Or that lady who broke her head open outside that yeah. desk. Oh, oh shit. my god. Oh my <laughs> Wait, god. What? I mean, if we're talking anything like like from when we're on stage and seeing crowd stuff, I guess I can really just say that I don't see a whole lot. Yeah, he only sees his bit. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Fucking mosh pits. There's not a lot of the crowd that I see too many times. Yeah. I mean, I look out, I gaze out there occasionally, but I don't see a whole lot. So how long? So how did you how did you guys learn how to scream? You Josh and Jason like when I when I when I listen to you guys like your dual vocals are fucking like in sync. It's really fucking good. Thank you. Um I don't know. I just kind of for me it I just kind of had to do it I thought when we first started this and I never stopped. And it's just I learned how to kind of I learned what what worked for me and didn't hurt me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a sore throat, and I just kind of stuck with that. And as the years progressed, I just slowly keep trying new things, make sure it doesn't hurt me is the biggest thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I just kind of figured it out, I guess. Yeah. I I actually did a lot more backup vocals back in our first album days, and then I kind of gave up because I got like super discouraged, and I didn't do any vocals whatsoever for years until the live the last what the last one show or the last two shows we played two shows that we did were the first time that i've done back up vocals in probably 10 years yeah so that's also really cool of a compliment for that jason jason don't don't stop screaming don't stop screaming dude you sound fucking good i couldn't do better i could not do better and I, we, we, we've done, we've done metal bands and I, I couldn't, I was a vocalist and I, I can't, I can't keep up with it, dude. I'll do, you know, we'll do like two or three songs by the end of it. I can't, my fucking throat hurts so fucking bad. Say so, yeah, as a metal head for like, I don't know. I give my credit to this guy cause fucking he's taught me some shit he knows that's helped me out a lot. 
Hell yeah, yeah man. so we're going to go forward with trying to keep doing the the dual shit and Jason's vocals are on the upcoming album yeah. as well. So fucking a man. Pretty cool. It's awesome. I actually, um, I kind of want to turn, uh, the light to Jason for a second because I'm actually kind of new to the Dubuque area. I just moved here back in October and I started working at a Volkswagen dealership in town. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my first day there, I had a, you know, this guy, John Heller, he, he was oh, a serv. Yeah, my first day there, he's like, "Dude, you fucking remind me so much of this guy that used to work here in parts." He's, he's like, "He had this like he's into death metal, he's into all this stuff, and he's so fucking cool and down to earth." And you're exactly like him. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's cool, man." He's like, "Yeah, he had a band. It was like something by zombies." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> right on." <laughs> so I, I've been there for the last few months and. uh like apparently all the guys know you there. They, uh, they, they really like you. They said they miss you. They want you to come back. Um, oh yeah, they don't, don't, a lot of I hate. I'm gonna be honest with you. I hated that job. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were saying too. <laughs> I love the people that I worked with. Yeah, like, I, yeah, awesome. I was uh, I was talking to my buddy Jordan today. I'm sure you know Jordan. Um, they work in the shop. That's that's my homie, man. That dudes. He, he he likes to rage a little bit, but he's a good guy. Um. He was telling me today, he's like, you should ask uh, Jason how he feels about Kevin. And I'm, so I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about Kevin? Kevin, Kevin doesn't listen to our show, so <laughs> yeah, go ahead, bro. Feel free to say whatever you want. That's the conversation that I'll have with you off camera. <laughs> okay, man. fair enough, fair man. enough. I, I worked, uh, I actually, during, uh, I, uh, Jake and I work at John Deere, and we were a part of the strike. Uh, so that's what I did when, during my strike is I went and worked at McGrath and I worked next to Kevin for, I don't know, like what, like three weeks and like, yeah, I got this guy a job over there cause I'm actually attacking the shop with Jordan and he was, uh, laid off from John Deere or whatever. I'm like, well, they're fucking hiring for parts. I mean, I've done that. You can do that too. You know, whatever. So he, he got on there and I worst know. fucking job I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. You're up. I guess so. We're on this off subject about music and stuff. Uh, besides, like, playing, what do you guys do in your free time? Like, hobbies, part, I guess part-time jobs, obviously, but... I'll start with this one. Um, I'm huge into retro gaming. Oh, dude. Oh, no right shit. here, man. Right no here. What's, uh, what's your poison? I mean, I, I have um, probably over 300 NES carts. Nice. You, you got some high rollers in there, like some Flintstones or Jetsons, anything like that, or? I got, yeah, I got, um, I don't have the crazy expensive Flintstones one, but oh, I have, for sure. like, all the other ones. I have, like, I don't think I have any duplicates, but, like, over 300 cartridges. Nice. Um, and then, and I hardly even play them. I just I have a retro pie now with, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's a lot like easier. At the end of the day, it's a lot easier just to have the emulators sometimes. So I feel you. Play, man. And I found one that has zero glitch. So I spend a lot of my time doing that. Um, I'm also very into just home recording. So I'll, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with the Beatles. So I'm like re recording Beatles songs, you know, just to learn my program. Right on. So making metal, metal, and recording rock and roll. Hell fucking yeah! Hell yeah! Playing retro games. So <laughs> nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing about music is that you know it can start out as a hobby and then evolve into something more. So, like the whole music thing is definitely very all encompassing as far as you know the, the sort of work play 
relationship uh, to it. Um, but normally, if I'm not doing music or writing music, I'll you know just like nerd out on, on like nature <laughs> documentaries or just you know the most <laughs> random <laughs> shit. Like <laughs> I don't know. I remember when we were at the wedding, like you kept shit. it's mostly boring, and I just kind of zone out. And do you ever have a question <laughs> about nature or space? As yeah, Greg? sure. Yep. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Fucking yeah. space. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when we were at the wedding, Greg. You kept bringing up like random nature facts, and you kept calling yeah. somebody <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was just fucking dying <laughs> laughing the whole time. That's <laughs> classic, dude. <laughs> so what about you jason what do you do yeah i, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of the, the sports guy in the band i guess i can call myself like i don't know i'm I fucking love hockey love football love baseball fucking play a lot of sports video games watch a lot of sports all right well hold on, hold on. who's your hockey team i'm probably watching sports or playing video games so who's your hockey team Sports video games. Sports video games. Go ahead. All right. Who's your favorite hockey team? Chicago Blackhawks. God damn it! Oh, man! (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you! (laughs) You're cool. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) We got at least one Hawks fan. One too many. One too many. We uh, Jake took me to his uh, my first uh, ice hockey rink game, and uh, I got really fucking drunk. And it was uh, who who played? It was Chicago versus. It was uh, Chicago versus the uh... Saints. Saints, yeah. Sorry. And I was the only fucking Chicago fan in that entire fucking building. I promise you that, dude. And we got glass seats. Chicago Blackhawks? Or are you talking like no, no, unfortunately not, dude. I I wish I could go see a Blackhawks game, dude. I wish I could yeah. go see a fucking oh, Blackhawks yeah. game, but it was. I, I've never been myself, so. I yeah, went to one it. and they played the worst team in the league, and the Avalanche won that year. And thank you. Yeah, I'll go fuck yourself. There were three of us there going, "Fuck you, Blackhawks." <laughs> and an entire <laughs> an entire sea of Chicago. Yeah, it was it was not a good time, but. <laughs> So your guys' album, uh, you have one album on Spotify. Where, where are the rest of them? What's going on with that? That's funny. Um, we we actually self-released all the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the first one we released in, I think, 2012. Is that right? Yep. And we didn't know shit. So our idea of releasing it was getting a bunch of physical CDs made yeah, and having throwing a show in town and selling the CDs. Right, yeah, we never... You know what I mean? So there was that, and then stuff. Some stuff ended up online. Um, after that, we did Cymatics of Death. Please, by all means, go to our type in "Mutilated by Zombies" Bandcamp and go on there and get Cymatics of Death. Don't fucking pay for it. Yeah. It's it's make your own price. Your own price. Download it. We put it on yeah. there for free because we want yeah. people to hear it. Because you know, as the as the years went on, the technology yeah. is now here and. And um, also, I will say that Scripps was our first album that we put out with an actual label and not self-release. So that's why that one is so available everywhere. That's what I that's what I've been listening to for like the last two fucking weeks. I, I because I know that you guys have more albums. I know. I mean, other than the fact that you guys have been a band for 13 fucking years, like. I, you know, I, I got on Spotify. I'm like, holy fuck, there's only one album. Where is the rest of their shit? 
I don't know why I didn't think about checking Bandcamp, but uh, Spotify has been like my main jam pretty much for forever. But you know, I'm definitely sure. gonna have to go and check those stuff, uh, those albums out. How many albums do you guys currently have total? Uh, Include well, I mean, actually available for listen though. I mean, well, probably we've just... got three full length albums. We got Better Off a Corpse, Cymatics of Death, and then we did an EP. we did an EP called um, Decimation Sentence, and then we did Scripts of Anguish. Okay. So we have four in the fifth on the way. Nice. 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 Uh, so what was I going to say? Fuck. Hold on. Drawing a blank. Uh, go I got ahead. you. So you guys play with a lot of bands. Like, have you guys played with anyone like your influencers? Like oh, you people you look yeah. up to? And who are who are those guys? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Macabre uh, is a big one. I've um, actually I've seen Macabre before. They're pretty badass. Yeah, that, man, that was a huge one for us. Um, We've played with... We played with, I mean, if you want to get technical, like, but there's t-shirts that have, like, possessed on the back. And, like, yeah, we just didn't play the same day yeah, as, as they, they did at the Death Fest. Nice. Um, a big one for me was Allegiant. Yep, we played we with played Allegiant. Allegiant. Was uh, Fuck, that was, like, what, eight years ago? Yep. Like, that was when they were just really starting to blow up. I mean, that, I guess let's put it this way. That was post-tour bus days, I think, for them. Dude, those uh, guys are fucking insane live. Like, they're... I mean, how we had we brought Pathology to debut. That was nice. fucking huge. Hell yeah! And I've been listening to Pathology for years, you know. So that was a big one for me. But um, I'm this is gonna throw you guys for a loop. This is hilarious. Um, so I'm a big '90s guy too, right? Mm-hmm. '90s rock and yep. shit. <laughs> and so uh we get we get a phone call once like some band drops off like a uh you guys familiar with the sandy hook mm-hmm. yeah yep. in yeah. wisconsin yep. mm-hmm. they had like a hooker fest or something and like band dropped off so this dude's hitting us up like will you play this show so we go there we're playing and i realized that we're opening up for this it's this guy who's in the band Collective Soul. Oh, oh no my shit. fucking god! <laughs> I fucking love Collective Soul. Oh, so me here too, I'm man. Setting my gear up in front of this guy, the guitar player of Collective Soul, his fucking gear, and I'm watching him while he's watching me do our sound check, and I'm just, you know, right in this guy's fucking face. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. And then I went up and talked to him. I'm like, man, you're you're like a huge influence to me. <laughs> And he was just like, okay, like I think he thought I was trolling him or something, but I was like being totally sincere, hundred percent genuine. And he's just like, yeah, sure you are. Fuck, man, dude, I, I grew up uh, listening to a lot of Collective Soul. That was like my dad's, one of my dad's favorite bands. He had all their CDs. Like we'd go on long oh, yeah. trips. He would play them. Even as an adult, like I love them now more than ever. Like they're they're a really good fucking band, and they don't really get a lot of appreciation. Yes, familiar with the song Heavy? I love that song. I did a full uh, like cover recording of it, like where I play every instrument and sing and shit. Oh fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome! Like that goes back to my home recording stuff. Like, well, what what can I do? Collective soul, fuck yeah! Hell yeah! I can't forget to mention that we did play with Intune. Oh yeah, we played with Intune, but we still played with Lars. So yeah, but like the vocalist of Intune, that's a that's a heavy one. Hell yeah! Nice. Uh, so, other than being a three-piece, what sets you apart from metal bands, uh, like the metal community? Like, what is, like, the draw to you guys? I mean, I think for, I think maybe just bringing back some of the, that, you know, late 80s, early 90s sort of stuff, but trying to, 
you know, sort of put a, a newer twist on it, I suppose. You know, you're still going to have your straight-up death metal, and you're going to have some just regular grooving parts, but then every now and again, you know, sprinkle a little seasoning on it, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing that comes from, like, what I mentioned before about, you know, us, our sound kind of being a collaboration of all of our writing styles. Yeah. I mean, because we're all... That's very true. We all listen to, obviously, heavy shit, but we're not all necessarily into the exact same thing, per se. You know what same I mean? Where, like, I, I'm big into a lot of, like, techie stuff, Archspire, like, shit like that. I fucking love Archspire. And, like... I'm definitely more sort of the you know, prog guy. Yeah. <laughs> which, which comes through and is yeah. coming. And I'm like your brutal death metal guy, yeah. I guess, you know. So like it comes together. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, I love, you know, old school death metal shit and fucking carcass and shit like that. I think that's another thing mm-hmm. that we all draw from, too, is collectively kind of like the Feet, old Dying school, fetus carcass. Fuck like yeah. Collectively, we all draw from like the old school type shit. But then as far as any of the kind of newer-ish type stuff, we then kind of all have our different... Yeah, different branches. Same trunk, different branch, you know? We're kind of all bringing the same thing, but something different Mm -hmm. on top. Yeah, I think uh, collectively, like, all your guys' influences really mesh well in your music. Um, I actually listened to your guys' album on Spotify earlier twice in a row, because, dude, I fucking loved it, honestly. Like, that was the first, like, long play I did of it, and... uh, it was awesome, man, and, like, I don't know why, but the two bands I was thinking of the most at the time were, like, uh, Beneath the Massacre and Annotations of an Autopsy. Like, I heard a lot of that in there, and it, I, I, I don't know. I just fucking loved it, man. Like, I don't know. It was great. I, yeah, I, I used to listen to Beneath the Massacre quite a bit, and I never would have mentioned, like, even thought of that as an influence, yeah. so that's fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I, cool. they, they kind of fell off the face of the earth, like, they kind of peaked, like, around, like, I don't know, like, 2009, 2010, I think they released, like, yeah. two albums, and then they just kind of fell off the face of the fucking earth, like, I don't know. God, they were insane, man, I really liked their shit. So, um, what, uh, my, my favorite song that you guys you know have on the album that i've you know the 2008 uh slave to inscript is, is that that's right right slave to inscript oh scripts of anguish scripts of anguish uh rise what the fuck is it i'm sorry i, I rise just to rise to, to enslave i'm a little fucking drunk <laughs> i'm a little fucking drunk right now i've slammed like five beers in the last like hour uh rise to enslave uh that is my favorite song that you guys have on that 2018 album uh i i can't remember the song that greg told me about the the really jammy one that you guys uh performed live monks uh molten that song i cannot fucking wait for what is your guys's favorite song that you guys play live Oh man, one that we play live. It's a hard one because currently or of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either or, I guess. Either. Let's do. Let's do both. Let's do both. Fuck it. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh man, you want to start? <laughs> I mean, of all time, I would have to say probably a song called Encore Horror that we used to play back in the Cymatics of Death days, and that was probably one of my favorite ones to play because it was very, you know, just kind of jamming along cruising speed and you know it's heavy parts and you know changed it up a little bit here or there in areas and that one was always really fun for me to play live and as far as currently um 
I mean, I guess I would have to say something like a song. Dismissed, I guess, is probably yeah, one of my. Is, yeah, I was gonna say anyway. dismissed is my current one too. So, um, I don't know. It's just faster paced, and it's got you know a little bit of everything. It's got some techie parts. It's got some blast beats. Yeah. It's got a ton of double kick, which I love. But you know, my favorite is um, Insanity's Grasp from Scripts of Anguish. Mm. That's my favorite to play live currently. Of all time, I don't know. I can't say, but right now, I'm just gonna say right now that's my favorite. Yeah, Hell yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with Greg that my, I think my current one is dismissed. Uh, all time, the first one that pops into my head is the Tenth Man from our Decimation Set TV. That's that's probably number one for me all time. Fuck yeah. Uh, so are you guys aware of like the, the, the name that you guys have like when I, okay. So Riley and I are not originally from Iowa at all. Like we're from Illinois. Okay. We come from uh, a town called Danville. It's like three hours South of Chicago, uh, central Illinois style. When we moved here, you guys were the first name band that, that was dropped in our lap. I mean, you guys were like, you guys checked out Mutilated by Zombie. Are you guys aware of that kind of stigmatism that comes with you guys? Cause it's fucking no, cool, no. dude. <laughs> No. It's, it's fucking cool. Like uh, I, I was at uh, I was at work one day, and I was you know I haven't I, I've been to a couple shows here in Dubuque, and I have not been a, a real big fan of the music scene here. And you guys, okay. in my opinion, you guys are the saving grace of this fucking town when it comes to metal. Fucking right, <laughs> dude. Honestly, because like I said, you know, when I first when I first heard you guys, I was I'd been in a car for four fucking hours, I had a headache, I had a screaming fucking kid in the back seat, like it was not a good fucking yeah. day. And I saw you guys, and I went from being that guy sitting in the back corner, you know, just you know, kind of jiving to holy fuck, I need to talk to these guys because this is the shit. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I'm just, not aware of that, but yeah, I mean, honestly, you guys have a fucking name here. You like a hundred bucks or a million bucks. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Well, with inflation now, a million bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I did kind of want to circle back to what I said earlier. I actually didn't mean to say beneath the massacre. I meant to say burning the masses. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to them. Yeah, that's that's they're fucking badass. You should check them out. Um, they check them out. Yeah, because that that's the band I was thinking of more. Like beneath the massacre. I don't know why that came to me. Speaking of them, I I did. Cameron involved? Is Big Chocolate involved with burning the masses? I, that I don't know. I actually know very little about that band. I just that sounds like something I think he's a part of. That would be fucking sure. badass because that band is insanely be good. Wrong. I could be totally wrong, but I believe he was also in something like the I don't know, Seven Eyed. Yeah. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify the band I was talking right, about, right. but. Yeah. And say no. I mean, burning the masses. I'll check it out. Yeah, they they kind of fell off the face of the earth like a I don't know like a decade ago. And it, I I was looking it up on Spotify a few seconds ago. Beneath the Massacre actually did release, like I think they released an album like fucking like three years ago or something. But it didn't really get a lot of attention for some reason. I don't know. I got their first like I guess bigger label release. So I guess it'd be their second album. Yeah. That, that, that shit's pretty crazy. Oh, that's fucking insane. That's like the like Yeah, like super like tech death art spire, the faceless kind of style. But 
crazy shit. All that good shit. Uh, so I understand that you guys have a new album coming uh, relatively soon. And you guys are recording yourself. I mean, what, what kind of, like, issues have you guys run into as recording this? I mean, it's got to be fucking hard. Uh, I, I know that uh, – I, I believe – Jason told me at the last show that I saw you guys at that, that you guys ran into some issues while in the studio, not your own, but like, you know, with the, with the label. So what kind of issues have you had since breaking off from that label and doing it yourself? Um, I guess recording at home, some things like, cause what we did was we all recorded at our own homes. Mm-hmm. Like I recorded all my guitar parts here in this room. Greg recorded his drums at his house, Jason at his house. Um, some things were, since I, I haven't ever done, like even though we self-released our other albums, I've just been getting into this kind of home recording stuff. Um, problems were, you know, figuring out how to um, split my signal so where I could get a clean, direct guitar tone as well as a dirty tone so that I can then go back and reamp. So that was kind of a thing to where I bought my own reamping device, which that is a whole new thing in itself, but it's essentially being able to go back and change the tone of your guitar, but with the same performance. Yeah. If that makes sense. I've messed around a little bit with that. It's, it's kind of complicated. It gets a little weird. It's very complicated, but like that was a big issue for me. Um, figuring out how to split the signal correctly. And then, figuring out how to go back and reamp it and that was a big one for me anyways um yeah uh you want to i'm just i just play bass so i can <laughs> <laughs> plug into my interface and i record the shit and I'm, I'm kind of all right i mean it's kind of i mean it's a little more versatile than just recording a straight bass di and i mean in the reality i mean you can do anything and with an eq and what yeah, bass is a little more versatile. Yeah. I mean, granted, we did re we we are reamping, but I mean, aside from that, as far as the recording process goes, oh, I did have to, I did record, I did record the whole album twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, did, uh, I, I did do the whole thing twice because I fucked up the first time I recorded it and didn't realize what I was doing. Well, I I thought I was all right, and then I realized something later, and I had to go back and do it all again. So yeah, I did the whole new album twice over. But it wasn't at the same time because going back in, in and redoing the things that I had to do, uh, it, it sounded better. I felt better. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I felt better about it than I did the first time around. That's so. good. Yeah, right. Yeah, it ended, I think it ended up better, but I did have to. Yeah, do the damn thing twice. And as far as drums, you know, I try to keep it as analog as possible, you know, with mic placement, just recording acoustic drums, you know, so uh, it it ends up being, you know, a battle of mic placement and, you know, your tunings of your toms and just making sure the sound is consistent throughout, you know, because I kind of did it in chunks, you know, it wasn't like, I, I don't think anybody really did that. Yeah, like a full song. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, you know, one day I would do this song, and then another day, you know, I'd do this song. So mics oh, can't move. So and stuff. right, yeah, everything's got to stay exactly where it is. And I was taking like a shit ton of photos yeah, yeah. to make sure nothing was <laughs> moving. You know, I play bass. I don't worry about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, man, fuck. 
sweet, jealous of these guys. They could just kind of plug in right. and go. And Which makes sense because the guy's got a mic on most of his drums and, mm-hmm. you know, overhead yeah. mic. So I can see where drums are probably the worst. Honestly, yeah. 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 Microphones on it, but, you know, sometimes you just got to draw the line where it's at. No, I, I hear you, man. I was I was gonna say like as far as like in a studio setting, like recording drums is the probably the longest process out of everything and the hardest process. Like it has to be perfect. And when I was in Flat Black, um, yeah, we spent yeah, what it was probably almost two hours. Yeah, we spent just, a couple hours a day one just setting up, just setting up, getting. But we were in a actual studio. Yeah, but even even so, it took a couple hours to do. Everything so I'm just stuff. saying it would have been harder to do oh, it yeah. on your own yeah. because we were in a studio with help from people. Right. But, I mean, there's also, like, the comfort comfort factor when you're just doing it at home. Like, you know, you're not you're not necessarily paying for that time. Like, it's on exactly. your time. And you're a lot, you know, there's no, not as much pressure on you. Like, you don't have a guy behind a mixer and a computer being like, are you ready? Are you ready? Like, <laughs> I wanted to do it a hundred times, I could. Right. Know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You get, start getting lost up in all the, the little tiny things. Be like, oh, you know, I could do it just a little tiny bit better. So hopefully the new album is really good. <laughs> right. I can't. I can't wait for it, man. So, um, so Greg said earlier uh, that he that he wrote one of the songs. Is that for most of the songs? Like, does Greg is Greg the mastermind behind the band, or like is it individual? Like, you guys come up with something and say hey this is this is a sweet ass fucking rift let's build off of this i mean like i said earlier but when i first met these guys they came to me with a whole bunch of tunes and everything was already sick and just kind of over time i started you know showing them like hey i can do this and show them this thing and and then now it's kind of evolved into definitely i mean it's always been very collaborative writing yeah. But every now and again, somebody's going to come in with something. Yeah. You know, Jason will show up with a whole song. Gosh, I think every, every yeah, single is. one of us has just yeah, shown up is. with a song on this album. Yeah. Where so, it's just front to back done, you know? So, and it's kind of been like that. I mean, I know for me personally, and I think for all of us personally, throughout every anything we've ever done, everybody has had their song that they wrote in yeah. it. And then you have a mix, like some songs we all wrote, we all sat and wrote together. A collaboration. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like when I was saying earlier, my favorite song to play live um, was In Sandy's Grass. That's a song that Greg wrote. Mm-hmm. Greg's favorite song that he said in Encore Horror, that was a song that I wrote. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like we kind of, we all bring to the table and then we fill in the gaps with stuff that we write together while we're physically right. together so there's a big mix of it i'd yeah. say it's it's pretty much um everybody has a good you know centered collaboration yeah sometimes we forget ourselves we do before like i wrote that riff he's like no nah, dude i don't and i'm like because i fucking wrote that riff <laughs> You guys have you guys have you guys have such a solid dynamic, man. I I I have enjoyed this so fucking much. Uh, When it comes to like a dream festival, something that you like out of a fairy tale, like what would be your dream festival lineup with you guys a part of it? Who would be in it? What would the name of that fucking festival be? And where the fuck would you have it at? 
<laughs> that's, that's a big question. Right I don't there. give a shit. We're here with the big boys. Uh, I mean, if we got free reign of anything, we of anything like in the world or like, in the fucking in world, the world, dude. It could be back in the it, alive, dead, not available bands like. I almost feel like you're gonna have to give us like a limit. Hey, no. How about this? We can we'll, just go forever. We'll all aim three. Go ahead. Three bands. Some. Perfect. This will be our fast. We got three, six, nine, and then we're the tenth band. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. That works. That works. Yeah. It, oh yeah. Uh, okay. So like a specific festival, like with the right. specific yeah. bands that like we would want. Like yeah, that would be awesome. Like. Just that whole aesthetic like, of that festival yeah. is amazing. Oh man, I don't know. So for me, it would be like I I I've been really getting into the new death metal. For me, it would be like two hundred stab wounds on death, um, mutilated by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Um, God, there's frozen soul rips. There's so many new death metal bands that rip so much that like. My dream is for what actually could be in the future, you know. But otherwise, old school Cannibal Corpse. I mean, without say, Cannibal fucking Corpse. We, yep. we saw them in 08, man. I got to oh, see yeah. them December 5th, actually. Oh. Up in Madison. <laughs> nice, nice. They're the grandfathers. Well, maybe not, but in, I love them. I don't know. Good old Corpse Grinder. What about the oh, rest of you? What about the other two? Uh, well, I mean, like I said, bloodbath for sure, which is you know a fucking pipe dream. But uh, with you know, Michael Ackerfeld or uh... <laughs> yeah, Michael Acker, he made he said Michael Ackerfeld, and I want to be Michael Ackerfeld era bloodbath would be right. cooler. Fucking a, fucking a. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I need to be more specific. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I just I just felt like throwing that out there. No, this, this is your lineup, man. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Gojira, um, nice. Like '08 era Gojira, nice. Like Fuck yeah. or something, you know, somewhere around there. When they first, when I first heard that band, I was like, "Holy shit, this stuff is just uh, so cool!" Because they could, you know, have such a killer fucking heavy riff, and then they could break it down and then bring it back. And oh, that band, and the top top ten for that band for sure. Greg, do you have a do you have a do you have a favorite do you have a favorite Gojira song? Like we were big into Gojira, dude. What's your favorite oh, yeah. fucking song? Yeah, John's the worst, man. I don't know. Um there's so many good ones. Fuck. Uh you know, you got shit like flying whales and you got stuff like the heaviest matter in the universe. Uh Horror yeah, yeah, still. He said pick one, not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, like you said, it's hard. I, I understand. I'm a huge Gojira fan. I get it. Absolutely. But yeah, third one, third one. So many choices. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I might steal that one as well because yeah, Orbit Angels, Beat the feet. <laughs> Jason, dude. I think I'm just going to go straight up fucking cannibal corpse, dying fetus, nice. and to throw in a new, a new one, a newer one, Surreption. Oh, yeah, Surreption. God fucking damn. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm, that band is phenomenal. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm very disappointed not one of you said Necrophagist as a headliner. <laughs> I'll pray to Muhammad. Uh, <laughs> 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 
Man. Oh, man. One of these days, it's going to come out of nowhere. We're going to get a new album. It's going to happen. We don't know when, but it'll happen. We can only hope so. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean... Where can we go from what we've already received? Yeah, you, you got a point, man. You got a point. <laughs> I almost don't even want it anymore because I don't want to end up having it come out if it does at some point, and then everybody's just disappointed. They're always squeezed out. Yeah. It'd kind of be like a tool situation. It almost don't even fucking bring that bullshit into this fucking studio. Oh, my God. That was the worst fucking, what, like 10 years? How long was it? Uh, yeah. album. It was like uh, I don't know, like it's, ten it's or twelve years. It's at this point. It's yeah, fucking it is. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking garbage. I thought I thought the funniest thing about when that album came out was a lot of the critics were saying like this would have been a good tool album if it came out right after Ten Thousand Days. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Like you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good good choices though all around. I love it. It's great. So, guys, it has been fun talking with you guys. Yeah, I absolutely cannot wait great. to see you guys uh, months. I, you, I believe you said August 5th? August 6th. August, August 6th. 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 You, you will see the three of us fucking there. Again. What's so it that? should be banging. I, I imagine um, with Dredge's return, we're going to have that fucker at capacity. Oh, oh absolutely. Shit. Count me in. I'll fucking see you guys I'll be there, there fucking front of stage and everything, headbanging with you guys, getting down. Hell yeah. <laughs> so if you guys haven't checked out Mutilated by Zombies, go ahead and check out their Bandcamp, their Spotify. They've got a show on the 6th. If you're a Dubuque listener, please fucking come to that shit. It is going to be off the fucking chain. Uh, I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I am your co-host, Riley Wallen, and to my left, I have the one and only... The rain and dipshit, Jake. And we also have Jason... Greg and Josh by Mutilated by fucking Zombies. Thank you guys so fucking much for coming in and, and joining us in this fuck fest, dude. It's been so great to have you guys here, dude. Stay misfortunate. And always listen to mom. You had to take a drink right at the fucking end of our closing. I don't know why you did that. It added to the ambience. Oh, okay, yeah. It's all about the fucking weight. Thank right, you guys man. for being here so Thank fucking you guys. much. You guys have a good one, man. I'll see, see you, you on the 6th. Woo! Thank you for joining us. Remember, always listen to mom.